do you think there's uh, other ministers who are having sexual relations with their staff? Yes. Do you want to name them? No, of course I don't, Fran. You know, we'll, we'll leave that in the fullness of time. Is it on? Look, I'm going to shirt front, Mr Putin. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. No, wait, it, it is on? Uh, you bet you are. Uh, you bet I am. I don't like it. Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. Well, may we say God save the Queen. Because nothing will save the Governor-General. And welcome to episode 36 of BuzzFeed, Australia's political podcast, Is It On? Our first for 2018. We are recording this on the morning of Saturday, the 24th of February. And a big thank you to Frank Kelly and Corey Bernarding for that opening grab. Uh, my name is Alice Work and I'm sitting in the BuzzFeed office in Parliament House. And joining me from Sydney is Lane Sainty. Hi, Alice. And Lane, yes. Bye, bye, Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby, goodbye. Bye, 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 Barnaby, baby, goodbye. That was really bad. Um, maybe I should have gone with it. um. Bye, 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 bye. And sing. Yeah, there are lots of songs Might about. crazy, but there ain't no lie, baby. Barnaby, bye, 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 bye. Barnaby Joyce, Lane. Yeah. He's gone. He is gone. He is... Barnabai. Yeah. Barnabai. Who is the Deputy. Prime Minister? Let's uh, see when he's going to come into the Parliament. The member for Jagger Jagger will resume their seat. So Barnaby's gone and we apologise for the late podcast. <laughs> we did record one on Friday morning. 8 a.m. Like Friday morning. <laughs> but then Barnaby Joyce went and stepped down. On Friday at 2pm, so we had to bin the whole thing and we're back now on Saturday morning. Yes, here we are on a Saturday morning when we civilised people should be doing things like sleeping or going to brunch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, um, hello podcasters, welcome back. Hello. Quick note from the top, Uh, we are mixing things up a little. Uh, So we're not doing the Fast Five anymore, we are going to do... Two minutes of fun where I run through everything that's happened in politics a week and then we'll get on to the big story of the week, which of course is shock, Barnaby Joyce. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna yeah, so we're gonna start with two minutes of fun, which was a thing we did last year. You liked it, Lane, right? Was that a funny face? Yeah, I love the two minutes of fun. It's just it makes the week fun. And often the week is not that fun. <laughs> Uh, but without further ado and discussion about this segment, uh, Alice, are you ready? People like it. It's like you look behind the magician's curtain. You're like, what's going on back there? How's the podcast working? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's Lane wearing right now? You know, these are all the questions that people are asking when they're listening to the podcast. Yeah. I have tweeted a, a selfie to you this morning, Alice. So if people want to see <gasps> what you? I'm wearing, they can look at it. All right. Okay. Let's get on with the show. Alice, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time you. Are you ready? All right, Alice, your time starts now. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull's in the US to hang out with Donald Trump. Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce was on personal leave but then gave this weird interview holding a tea towel and calling for privacy for his unborn son. Foreign Minister Julie Bishop is also overseas and went running with Boris Johnson. So Finance Minister WA Senator Matthias Coleman has thrown the wibble-wobble aside to lead the country in this time of crisis as acting PM. With Barnaby off and Deputy Nats leader and also Minister for Sport Bridget McKenzie in Korea for the Winter Olympics, Nigel Scullion was acting Nationals leader. So Andrew Broad came out and said that he was going to move a leadership motion against Joyce 
When the police came back to Canberra on Monday, WA Nats then pulled their support for Joyce, even though there are no WA Nats in federal parliament, and then Joyce announced that he was resigning at 2pm on Friday. Michael McCormick and David Galipsy have put their hands up for the job. Oh, and on the bunk band, Corey Bernardi defo thinks that more ministers are sleeping with their staff, but refuses to say who. And Labor said that they would keep the bunk band if they win the next election. And it's not just the Nats who are brawling, it's an all-out war between Tony Abbott and Scott Morrison over immigration, because Abbott wants to cut immigration rates and also doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do. And he knows more about winning elections than anyone else, and also he got everyone to their job, okay? So just calm down. Speaking of immigration, Peter Dutton confirmed that the government is going to try again to add an English language test into citizenship applications. Two Victorian Labor MPs had an altercation in the parliamentary dining room on Wednesday night where someone allegedly pulled out a butter knife? Oh, and businessman turned politician turned meme lord Clive Palmer is going to revive the Palmer United Party. Peter Dutton also said that Israel helped Australian authorities to stop a plot to blow up a plane flying out of Sydney last year. Also at war with the New South Wales Greens, Federal Senator Liriana wants to kick out New South Wales MP Jeremy Buckingham because of what he said last year in four quarters about her, but he's written legal action so it's kind of all died down now. Federal Greens um, leader Richard Inatali wants a full inquiry into Australia's involvement in Iraq. In Tasmania, Labor said they spent $1 million on reproductive health, which would mean that women wouldn't have to travel to the mainland if they need surgical abortion. Bill Shorten went to Queensland and declared, ah, uh, there is totally a role for coal in Australia. And also maybe a dunny is just not that bad. And just like another project, guys, which is not what he said in Batman. The new minister in charge of Centrelink won't say whether Centrelink call waiting times will come down or whether he wants them to. Also, across the ditch, New Zealand PM Jacinda Ardern did a profile with Vogue and everyone thinks the picture that they took of her makes her look like either the new Doctor Who or the star of a Scandinavian murder series. Also, she's on 60 Minutes this Sunday and Lane. I'm so excited because can this unconventional couple have a baby in 2018? <laughs> I don't know. You have to watch 60 Minutes to find out, Alice. <laughs> but that picture of Jacinda was amazing. Lastly, Nick Xenophon's SA Best has released either the best or worst election out of all time for the upcoming South Australian election. Let's take a listen. The state is going backwards. Let's stop that in its tracks. A true blue caring party. That's, That's what SA lacks. Stop soaring power prices. Kids going into state. Vote for change with SA Best before it's too damn late. We're the best with SA Best. Come on and put us to the test. Lane, how do you rate it? Alice, I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for things that are so deliberately bad that they're good. I, I much like I enjoyed the most recent Lamb ad. You don't even watch TV. How did you see this ad? <laughs> it was on Twitter. You don't own a TV. I do own a TV. You tell me you don't own a TV. I, do you own a TV? No, I used to own one, but now now that I moved, I own I own one now at my current house. Um, mm. Anyway, the Xenophon ad. I liked it. I I enjoyed <laughs> watching it. I think it's deliberately bad. I think he obviously knows that it's deliberately bad. Oh yeah, bad. totally. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's pretty funny. It was a, it was a solid two minutes of my life, I'd say. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I agree. I really liked it, but that's only because I reckon because I live in the ACT. If I lived in South Australia and had to see that more than once a day, I would 100% protest vote against him just to make a point. Yeah, you know? yeah. I wouldn't want it popping up on TV, which I own every... <laughs> I wouldn't want it popping up on, on the television every like, TV, which second I definitely ad own. break. I definitely own a TV and I definitely watch it. Yeah. What was the last television program you watched on the television? Don't say Q&A. It was Media Watch. (laughs) (laughs) And then I switched off before Q&A started. What was the last non-news program you watched on your television? Ooh. um, Yes, here we go. (laughs) Midsummer Murders. 
I genuinely my can't remember because I, I only watch I, well I, I stream or watch on Netflix or my like <laughs> non-news stuff and then I exclusively use the TV to watch news the American office <laughs> yeah well <laughs> oh oh can I add one more thing to my um, two minutes of uh, fun yeah, yeah yeah everyone should know that AFR columnist soon to be 730 reporter for the ABC Laura Tingle is dating the actor from one of the greatest films of all time, Jurassic Park, Sam Neill. Wow. That's a theme from Jurassic Park. Okay. That is a very good addition to the two minutes of fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, uh, if you've got some spare time, um, do a not even that deep dive into their Twitter exchanges because they're real cute, real cute, real cute. Okay. Well... <laughs> Check out Twitter for Laura Tingle and Sam Neill. And that's the two minutes of fun for this week, Alice. What I will say is that um, on Monday uh, morning at the party room, I will step down as the leader of the National Party and Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. Okay, Lane, back to the main news story of this week. The banana baby turned banana by who is going to be the new Deputy Prime Minister and also Nationals leader. But people kind of care about that element of the job, I think, a little less. Mm. Uh, yeah, I Even think so. though it's like, it's it's very much crucial to becoming Deputy Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, so the ballot's at 8am on Monday. Who's going to be the leader? Well, so far, Michael McCormack has put his hand up. He is a New South Wales national in the lower house. Uh, he's been backed by Darren Chester and a couple of other people. Also, David Gillespie's put his hand up. Interestingly, um, we I mean, the one thing I do love about this Barnaby affair is that we have not talked about citizenship in at least three weeks. I know. Which has been a really great turn of events. It's been lovely. Um, Refreshing, yeah, one might say. It's been, it's been great. Um, <laughs> he also has some Section 44 issues over... Um, but uh, not the uh, kind uh, you might think. But No, 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 <laughs> but not the citizenship kind, the other um, uh, profiting under the office of the Crown kind, mm-hmm. uh, which is to do with a building which a company owns and he owns a share in the company. So it's quite convoluted. Yeah. But, I mean, there are some Section 44 issues. So I'm not really sure if the if the Nats want to go down that route again of electing someone with Section 44 issues, but let's see what happens on Monday. So, not to backtrack too much, three weeks ago, the Daily Telegraph published a story about how Barnaby Joyce has uh, gotten a former staffer pregnant. Um, she is uh, 20 years younger than him. He uh, has left his wife of 24 years and his four daughters to um, have his first son, his fifth child, with this woman. He says he didn't break the ministerial code of conduct by creating new jobs for her in different offices. Um, and uh, also they they claim that there was no kind of issues to do with travel allowance or him misusing any kind of funds. There were question marks over this property in Armadale that he was given to live in rent-free, but he says that that was a gift and that he claimed it properly. Anyway, so this whole story has been rolling on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, Then on Friday, new allegations came out, um, which uh, was behind the reason that the WA Nats um, decided to withdraw their support for him, even though there aren't any WA Nats in federal parliament. Um, And it was to do with the fact that a WA woman has made some sexual allegations of misconduct against him. Uh, He says that those those allegations are going to go to the court and he strongly denies them and says that they're defamation. the federal nationals are looking into the matters and say that, like, you know, obviously they take, like, every complaint seriously and they're looking into it. Um, 
But yeah, so like that's kind of what Barnaby said was the reason that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The reason that he decided uh, to resign. So he's he's resigned as of eight a.m. on Monday. He will resign as deputy prime minister, um, leader of the Nationals, and also uh, resign from all of his ministerial portfolios. He'll move to the backbench. Um, uh, although someone did say to me, "What if in a strange turn of events on Monday he did run again? <laughs> what if he? What if he? What if he's just like red herring and was just like, you know what?" I resign, but also I nominate myself. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that be really Well, funny? that would be weird. Uh, <laughs> would be really weird. Yes. So he did resign at 2pm on Friday afternoon. He got up in Armadale for a press conference and, in you know, it was a very highly anticipated press conference, obviously. It was kind of announced about two hours earlier. And for about 45 minutes, Sky News was just showing these very scenic shots across Armadale while everyone was there kind of waiting for Barnaby to turn up. It was a lovely kind of plug for Armadale. If I worked in tourism for Armadale, I would have been very pleased with that. Um, but yes. Oh, he- my gosh. Can you imagine, like, in the last three weeks, Armadale tourism has been booming strictly mm. by all the journos that have been there. Like, yeah. Hotels have been booked out. Yeah. The pub has been flat chat. Yeah. And so Barnaby got up. He said that uh, the sexual harassment complaint was the straw that broke the camel's back, essentially. Um, he also said that uh, this ongoing saga around him and his affair and his uh, new baby and his partner, he said it's got to stop. He said it's got to stop for Vicky Campion, his partner. It's got to stop for his daughters, for his wife, for his unborn son. And then he added, Alice, that it's also got to stop for the poor buggers that have been camping outside his house for the journalists. And he said they've got to go home. <laughs> Which made me laugh. I thought that was a quite funny um, remark to make in the press conference. If on a humorous side, I think it's got to stop for the poor buggers who parked outside my house every day. I think it's got to stop for them as well. Uh, They need to go home. And also, Lane, Mm -hmm. he said that it has to stop for the Weatherboard Nine. But it's only fair on those people in the Weatherboard Nine. Now, who are the Weatherboard Nine, Lane? Well, Alice, the Weatherboard Nine, it is a mythical tale of nine people who are from uh, Armadale. Uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. He was saying weatherboard and iron. Weatherboard nine. Weatherboard and iron, oh. a type of house. Weatherboard house, oh. iron roof. And he, he was kind of using this phrase to, to mean, you know, people uh, who grew up uh, poorer, they're in rural and regional areas, in not as nice houses. He's like, I'm standing up for these people as opposed to, you know, I suppose people who might live in, in the suburbs or the city in brick and tile houses or apartments or, you know, not to not to be too literal here. He was just talking about people who kind of he sees as on the down and out and, and how he wants to stand up for those people. But Weatherboard and Iron, with his kind of uh, accent, it turned into Weatherboard Nine. People were accent briefly. What accent well, does he have? Oh, I don't know. What, I what meant accent? like the way the way he speaks. What accent does he have? <laughs> My God, the way he speaks because of it. He's only lived in New England for like six years. Well, maybe, maybe it's like yeah, okay. In his forties. All right. No, 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 no. Good point. Well made. Where did the accent come from? <laughs> Why does he say weatherboard nine instead of weatherboard and iron? We'll never know, Alice. 
<laughs> I'll never know. Yeah. Um, also, also worth noting that, um, you know, I, so, so we just, so, um, Biden Joe said that he decided to resign on Thursday night and it was, you know, to do with this, uh, sexual allegation story, which he said, which he denies and says that he's going to fight. But it was also because for the first time on Thursday, um, a Nationals MP came out publicly and called for him to resign and said that he should step down and spend some more time on the backbench. That was Andrew Broad, who's a Victorian MP for Mali. Um, and he said that he, uh, before Barnaby said he was going to resign, he said that he would bring a leadership question to the party room on Monday. So that was the first time that kind of, you know, after these over, uh, you know, after three weeks of pressure that finally someone came out publicly. I mean, finally someone that wasn't a liberal someone that actually gets a vote in the party room had come out publicly and said, yes, I will move our leadership motion. So, you know, it was all kind of culminating at the same time. Now, really quickly, Lane, yes. can we talk about um, the uh, hashtag exclusive interview that Barnaby Joyce gave, even though he was meant to be on personal leave this week, <laughs> um, with Fairfax, in which, um, if you haven't seen them, you head online, you've got to check out the photos because they are remarkable. Yeah. Um, and also convinced me that Barnaby Joyce doesn't know how to use a tea towel. Yeah, this man I think perhaps has never seen a tea towel, Alice. Um, but there were <laughs> there were several in the photos of of him. There was one where he had the tea towel kind of around his neck, and then in the background there's another tea towel on the bench. There's one like hanging on the handle of the oven, and then there's also a chucks on the bench. And I'm like, this man has too many tea towels, and he doesn't know what to do with them all. Um, well, so, so he's he just put dry- one around his neck. He was drying a chopping board. I don't think that like a normal human would dry a chopping board unless they needed something to do with their hands in an awkward photo shoot. Like, you just let it dry, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's a chopping board. <laughs> you just let it drip. Um, but, Alice, people had so many questions about this exclusive interview, uh, you know, partly to do with the tea towels, partly to do with the fact that, it, you know, it was one of numerous media appearances that Barnaby Joyce did in a week where he was meant to be on leave. And it was kind of posed as this week of leave where he would go and, you know, try and make amends with his various uh, people in his personal life who he's offended or, or somehow put in a difficult position. And this article kind of went through a number of things. He spoke a bit about his son and his fears for his son, Alice. Mm, that's right. He said that he feared that his unborn son uh, would be viewed as somehow less worthy than other children. He said that questions about um, his personal life and his uh, new partner's personal life had shifted from like genuine inquiries to malice. And um, he, he made some interesting quotes. Let me give you some. It's like, I can't get you, so I'm going to throw anything. The one thing that has deeply annoyed me is that there is somehow an inference that this child is somehow less worthy than other children, and it's almost spoken about in the third person. I love my daughters. I have four beautiful daughters, and I love them to death. And now I will have a son. I don't pick winners. I'm not going to love one more than another. I'm not going to love one less than another either. I don't want our child to grow up as some kind of public display. I have to stop it from the start. It's a fact that we're having a child. It's a fact that it's a boy. It's not more or less loved than any of my other children, I don't want to say have sympathy for me. I just want people to look clinically at the facts and basically come to the conclusion he is not getting a gold star for his personal life, but he has made a commitment. He is with her. They're having a child. And in a 2018 world, Lane, there is nothing terribly much to see there. Nothing to see, Lane. Nothing to see. <laughs> Jacinda Arden gets questioned for days and days on end, but there is nothing to see. <laughs> I just, I love that he's saying there is nothing to see here from his sixth media appearance in a week where he's meant to be on leave. I mean, come on. Um, But Alice, the thing I loved about this was that here, how he talks about 
how he's offended that people are speaking about his son in the third person. And my question here is, how does he want people to speak about his son? I mean, <laughs> let's... My what a great question. How yeah, does he want them? I know, like... In like a, myth, in like a mythical way? Like, I mean, certainly not in, in the first person. In the first person. Pretending to be his son. Like, speaking as though they are, they are literally with his son, second person. Can you give me a sentence um, in first and second person, please? So my our, our boss Marnie Cordell has um, offered me this morning a, a handy kind of sentence that sums up first person, second person, third person. You, okay. Yep. Yeah, you can you can describe it by saying, "I am first person, you are second person, he is Australian." And I know that that is not the lyric, but it is a useful illustration of the kind of grammatical dilemma that Barnaby Joyce has found himself in here um, through nobody's fault I am but his own. Barnaby Joyce's son. <laughs> yes. You are Barnaby, Barnaby Joyce's son. son. We are all Barnaby <laughs> Joyce's son. He is Barnaby Joyce's son. Anyway, I just want to know how would Barnaby like people to talk about his son if not in the third person? That is my question, Alice. That is the only question I have. <laughs> And now we're going to play a game called da -da 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 -da, Explain This Metaphor. This is from the hashtag exclusive interview that Barnaby Joyce gave this week. Lane, here we go. <clears throat> For his part, Joyce intends to stay on and considers the scandal to be a passing event that he likened to food poisoning. Quote, it's like asking people when they've had food poisoning from fish whether they'd eat fish again. They always say no, Joyce told the Herald. But within a month or so, you're sitting down having barramundi with them. Explain this metaphor. All right. So the... <laughs> who is the fish? Who is the food poisoning? Joyce is the fish. Joyce is the fish who caused the food poisoning and then his constituents didn't want to eat him. But in a month's time, they will. Um, no, let me let me rephrase. Uh, so the food poisoning is the, the scandal. Joyce is the fish that caused the food poisoning. The scandal. Yeah. And then yep. the people, you know, it's like asking people when they've had food poisoning, are the Nationals voters. So, yes. So Joyce is saying it's like asking National voters when they have been, you know, irritated by this scandal from me, whether they would vote for me again. And they say no. But within a month or so, you're sitting down voting, <laughs> having Barramundi <laughs> <laughs> with them. <laughs> Okay. How did I go? <laughs> you went well. Excellent. And do you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Uh, a, on Gogglebox this week, which everyone I implore you to watch because it's a great television program mm -hmm. and this is not a plug. Hashtag Lincoln Bio. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they made them watch uh, Barnababy, just some news clippings. And one of the guys, one of my favourites, he's this guy that has like 20 children, said, oh, what is this? The real dickheads of Canberra? And I was like, you nailed it, mate. <laughs> because on The Real Housewives of Melbourne Lane, which yeah. I know that you definitely watch, mm. can you name a single person from The Real Housewives of Melbourne? Is Gamble Bro from The Real Housewives of Melbourne? Yes! Yes, she, oh, because she came to the budget. That's the only reason <laughs> you know she is. I know you. God damn, okay, I thought I was right. getting away with it. <laughs> anyway, how anyway, on yes, earth is this so, show relevant? Because one of the women on The Real Housewives of Melbourne... Janet, her name is, mm -hmm. um, she recently on a trip to Mexico drank so much tequila that she ended up with a black eye. And then, you know how they do on The Real Housewives, like they have like them doing pieces to camera and they're like cut to, you know, fast cut, like to them saying something else completely con contradictory or whatever. Like, you know, oh, they yeah, comment yeah. Yep. things happening. So in the piece of camera, she's like, oh, I will never drink again. Cut to 
her ordering a cocktail the next day. <laughs> so it's like, I will never eat barramundi again. <laughs> Cut to, can I please just have some flathead? Like, Cut to, oh I'll yes, have some, I will have, have a lovely juice. plate of barramundi. <laughs> lovely plate of barramundi. <laughs> okay, um, I feel like we've explained been... the metaphor. <laughs> Whenever there's an election, I've said this in this chamber before, we get the sort of shortened wibble wobble, right? Or the Palaszczuk wibble wobble, right? Like... In amongst all of this uh, Barnaby Joy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, there has been one shining star, yep. I think. And that is acting Prime Minister Matthias Corman. Yes, Alice, Matthias Corman has been the acting prime minister. And I was I was the most delighted in this scenario to find out that Corman's ascendancy to acting prime minister made the news in Belgium. Now, ah, yes, I know. And in, in news that will surprise absolutely nobody, I do not speak Flemish. Um, so this article <laughs> from Belgian news agency Belga, I read via Google Translate. And what I love about it. Wait, you, you don't read it every week? <laughs> I do not read Belga every week. Um, apologies to their writers who I'm sure are wonderful. Um, it's just the Flemish thing. Um, but what I love about this article, Alice, is that it positions Cormant as a real Stephen Bradbury in his ascension to the top. And so just let me read a bit of it. Normally speaking, Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce will allow Australia to lead in the absence of Turnbull. But 50-year-old Joyce got involved in a scandal earlier this month after it became known that he had an extramarital relationship with a former employee who was currently pregnant with him. Maybe that's the the Google Translate wait, wait, wait. coming in there. Uh, did you say preg- Did you say pregnant with him? Yes, pregnant with him. <laughs> is this another? Is this another third person baby? <laughs> Look, it's, you it's I so am unclear. pregnant with him. You are pregnant with him. We are all pregnant with him. Alice, never say that again. As a result <laughs> of that affair, I'm back on the Belga article now. As a revol- as a result of that affair, Joyce had decided to take a vacation. Uh, which is in quote marks, which I'm not sure if this Belgian news agency is like making fun of the fact that he spent the entire week off doing interviews. But anyway, um, Joyce has decided to take a vacation, which puts the acting premiership on the shoulders of the Belgian migrant Corman, who as Minister of Finance is also the representative of the government in the Senate. So that was uh, Belga's take on Corman's rise to the top. Corman was described this week as one of Australia's most successful migrants, which I find really interesting because when he moved to Australia in his 20s, he could barely speak English. And fun fact, Lane, his first job was a gardener at a girls' uh, school. Oh, Um, there you go. I have enjoyed all the conversations about the man who uses the phrase wibble, wobble, wibble, wobble jelly on a plate probably (laughs) too frequently. Yeah, this is one of my favourite things that um, happened on Twitter this week. Uh, At John Wren, 1950, fake name, uh, tweeted, forget about his waffling Teutonic stupidisms. As a Belgian, Matthias Corman puts mayonnaise on his chips and fruit in his beer. These two traits alone make him fundamentally unfit for public office in Australia. Hashtag Ospol. To which Matthias replied, you're quite right. I do enjoy mayonnaise on my chips. And I also enjoy the occasional creek. Creek? Creek. What a great migrant nation we are. Now, Lane. Yes. And everyone thinking, what is a creek? 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 I'm saying it wrong. Um, a creek lambic is a style of Belgian beer made by fermenting lambic with sour Morello cherries. Now, I found out, Lane, you can buy it at Dan Murphy's, and this is the description. Its flavour is entirely dedicated to the cherry. Same. Which is already felt from its very powerful nose. Its acidity is neutralised by its agreeably sweet 
fruity bouquet. Its taste advances profoundly in the mouth and lingers long, gently and also elegantly tinted with summer <laughs> cherries. And Common said that he um drinking a cool sweet crack. Sounds weirdly Scottish now. Um, reminds me of my student days when we would sit on the terrace in the sun and contemplate the world going by. <laughs> it was an awesome time, and on a hot day, you can't beat the refreshing flavour. <laughs> Lincoln Bio. Um, Is it on? So- <laughs> now sponsored by Creek Lambic. <laughs> So, Lane, will you be enjoying some sour cherry this weekend? Look, yeah, I might hit it up. Why not? I'll head to Dan Murphy's and, and buy some. <laughs> will you? Swipe up for more information. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. It sounds disgusting. Okay, all right. All right. You're going to eat a cherry ripe and drink. But a sour cherry drink? It just sounds like. I love cherry ripes. I mean, you know, no judgment because we eat Vegemite, right? But, like, I just, it just sounds terrible. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Okay, well, well that's it. I that think we've plugged it. the beer enough. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's all we have time for this week. Okay, I want to say a big thank you to our pod team, which is Nicola Harvey, Richard, James, and Money Cordell. A big thank you to Rode Microphones for supporting the podcast. You can go to buzzfeed.com slash is it on or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app and leave a rating and a review. Lane, what's the name of the podcasting app that you're using at the moment? I use Overcast. Can you rate and review something on Overcast? Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, I stopped using Apple Podcasts because when I updated the app, I didn't understand it anymore. And Overcast was the first one that came up when I Googled and I downloaded it and it's working fine. So, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if you can rate and review. Sorry, that's extremely unhelpful. Um, but please do leave us a rating and a review. <laughs> no, no, no. Just tweet us. I'm at Workman Alice. She's at Lane Sainty. Um, once again, obviously, apologies for the Saturday sitch. It was legit yeah. out of our control. <laughs> it was very much out of our control. Um, now, next week is Senate Estimates, Woo-hoo! which I might note, Alice, briefly returning to Matthias Corman. He was extremely excited about it this week and of told he was Radio lame, National he's Breakfast. he's a bloody legend and it's the I best love time this of year. Quote. He said, I love the part of democracy that is Senate Estimates. I'm always looking forward to it. It's just in a constant state of being excited about the next round of Senate estimates. What a bloody Aussie legend. I love that. Also, also, hello, Mm -hmm. um, worth noting, um, I know that sometimes people listen to this podcast to hear what I have to say about um, Michaela Cash and the AWU and the AFP raids and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, just like Barnaby resigning, it normally happens on a Friday, so it never ended up in the podcast last year, except for maybe once. Um, But this week... Is Senate Estimates, and she is on on Wednesday. So, I mean, pending something crazy happening, let's talk about it next week, Lane. Yeah, let's let's talk about it next week. Forward sizzle. I got a lot to say. <laughs> I got a lot to say. Oh, can I forward sizzle one thing? Yes. Well, I suspect you're going to anyway, but go for it. it <laughs> you try and stop me. Uh, it has to do with Rebel Wilson. There you uh-huh. go. There's a fun forward sizzle. Michaela Cash and Rebel Wilson. Why would they be in the same sentence? Well, <laughs> you'll find out. Listen on the next podcast week. Next week. All will be revealed. Now, Alice, at the end of every episode, uh, mm, as you know, mm, I am mm. contractually obliged to ask you a question. Um, Are you? <laughs> this week, it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit different because you know everyone knows that it's on in the nationals. Um, yeah. But Alice, so I'm going to ask a slightly different question. Who is it on for? Do you think? Well, I mean, all signs at the moment point to Michael McCormack. 
uh, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. But I'd like to give a little plug to uh, David Littleproud, who is a person that only got made a minister at the end of last year. He voted against same-sex marriage, but he's seen as an up-and-comer in the party. Now, you can do my hashtag quiz, name that Nat, which has been going gangbusters online. There's no one can name him. So we did this little quiz that was just basically, you know, one of these people is going to be our new deputy prime minister. Can you name any of them? People have been texting me saying that they get George Christensen and no one else, which I find really interesting. Um, so, mm. yeah, check out the quiz. Hashtag name that Nat. Um, but real quick, uh, you know where it is online? Where? In Tasmania. They have a state election next Saturday. Seven days. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's well, all I've got to say. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for waking up on a Saturday to do this, Lane. Thank you, Alice. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.